Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 166. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com, and we're excited to have back with us the highly acclaimed and talented British comic creator, Marcus Pattern. Marcus. Hola. How's it going? It's going about yourself. I'm doing all right. So this is exciting. So this is, what's really cool is that you reached out because you already have Issue number two of 13 Shots of Whiskey already out. Just like that. And that, um, that Burnt Ends, right? That's the, that's the name that's of it? Burnt Ends, yeah. All right. So I'm really curious because when, we, when you were on the show last time, we were talking about, we were talking about that 13 deaths of, of Willie Waterhouse. Three deaths and, of Willie Waterhouse, yeah. And yes. The you mean, three, you mean this book here? That one right there. <laughs> So when we're talking, I was like, why did you want to do a Western? And you had a lot of good explanations on what you love about the Western genre. But this is not a Western comic, Burnt Ends. No. Um, I, I Basically, um, uh, not to sound unoriginal and a plagiarist or nothing, but like uh, there's uh, – did you ever see season two of, um, uh, of Why Women Kill? No. Well, you should. Uh, it's really good, but uh, it's basically set in like the tail end. Uh, I think that's set in like the tail end of the fifties and stuff. And one of the main, uh, the main uh, characters, his name escapes me. Um, and I haven't got a phone to Google. Uh, is um, uh, is a black uh, private detective, and I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. I like that aesthetic. I could do something like that. I could run with that. So uh, basically, uh, I I did, and um, and I was like. I like the idea of, because uh, you know, uh, like uh, the last book was because I, I like the idea of drawing horses and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know why drawing cars, but like maybe I should give it a go and stuff. You know, practice makes perfect. And then like uh, I was like, oh, I quite like this idea. And like the and drawing in like in uh, in period is is difficult. And so essentially, it was more of a challenge, especially because the way like um, unlike. Uh, Three, uh, three deaths of Willis Waterhouse. This one is very structured in the way that the the panels laid out. It's either like uh, four like tiers, or there's one long tier and then four and and then there's one where like so, or four with insert panels and stuff. Basically, like I was um, before I started reading during this, um, I was uh, reading quite a bit. Of, like I was reading some of the original uh, Savage Dragon uh, comics. And basically, way um, uh, Eric Larson was set out stuff like you'd have one long tier, you get like a Savage Dragon being kind of burly, and then you got you get the setup scene stuff. Yeah, so actually, that's just how yeah. So this is how I would set it up and stuff. So the the first page you just showed would be an example of like the drop down tier. You you get introduced to uh, you get introduced to Sylvester Bloom, and then you get the action sequence, um, and then like uh, and then like the second tier is. Um, uh, is the it's page like the four tiers like like the stuff happening and then the third page we can see the um like so you got like the uh, insert so like the uh, panel insert panel mm-hmm. insert blah 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 yeah so it's just an interesting way to kind of work in more of a real 
rigid structure kind of like there's uh, like there's only going to be like like either at the most uh eight pa eight panels per page and you know okay. so, uh there's got uh and there's going to be um uh at the least uh four page uh four panels except for like page 12 in which the th um basically the story in which based uh, so yeah I'm curious about the title. You call this genre neo noir. So, can you explain what neo noir is? Um, from what I can gather, neo noir is basically any modern noir kind of thing. So, if it's okay. not set in like the 30s and 40s when the genre uh, uh, was at its peak and stuff, so uh, when basically when when they invented color uh, movies and stuff, uh, so stuff like um. I think uh like Chinatown would be neo noir. Um but the um the guy who directed Drive, his stuff would be neo noir. Okay. Um uh early um Ryan Johnson stuff would I think be classified as neo noir. So yeah, basically that's uh, I think that's uh I think that's what would classified as neo noir. Kind of basically hardball detective stories and stuff, but like uh mm. yeah, but I mean, yeah, that kind of thing. All right. I think that's a way and, to describe it. Okay. Do I, I you? Mean, I, I kind of just uh, affix the tag because, like, I, cause it's not a noir story, but it's not like because he's because uh, he's not quite hardboiled enough for that kind of thing. But like, uh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. So, was this was this story already written and out? Like, how long have how how long did it take you to put this together? Um. So I basically, you know, like I, I, uh, the, uh, the initial concept I came up with at the begin. Uh, I think it was one of the initial pitches I came up for myself, like the like the series of books that were going into thirteen shots as a series. Um, and mm -hmm. then as I was winding down on three, uh, the three deaths of Willis Waterhouse, I I kind of sort of started uh, penning and writing and and so I I had the idea in probably November time. And then I started crystallizing it in towards the end of uh, three deaths, which I think would probably be about maybe March time. And oh no, about February time. And then uh, when I finished the uh, three deaths of Willis Waterhouse, I then uh, just went and wrote it out. So like it was, uh, yeah, I think, uh, so yeah, basically germ, germ of an idea in, um, in a in in November, uh, crystallizing in um, in uh, January February time, and then blooming in a in 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 the end of March, beginning of March. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So you're able to put this together that quickly? I mean, as I said, I'm aiming to basically knock these out like within seven weeks of a, of creation and stuff. Like, uh, so like, um, yeah, basically. So. And the, the the thing with, with this one is, it's because like um like the with, with the three deaths of Willis Waterhouse, what I was doing was doing that kind of um uh, like post it note kind uh, post uh, posted um postcard way of doing it, where you 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 kind of plot it out and then you kind of arrange it that way and everything. And then uh, with with this, because the plot is quite intricate and I need to hit beats and beats and beats, uh, but I need it all to be within a really short amount of time. Uh, well, not I was in a very limited uh, page count and stuff, so I I need to 
and I, I, I need to hit like uh like the like the uh, the tragic event. Um, I needed that to be on the center page, so I needed that to be page twelve, because like when you when you flip open the book, like oh, you know when you flip open the comic book and it's like literally the middle page, like ah, oh, I needed that that bit to be there. And in this case of like so like and then the, so that was more of a case where it's just like I, I I wrote like a full script and then uh, and then uh, uh, trimmed it down to that to to the point where like there was literally no there's no meat on this uh, on on this bone or nothing like like it's case like I had some bit other bits and it's case like nah that, that need to that can't be there and that's that's not enough room for there because because like I need stuff to set up. Where it's like, oh, oh, okay. So I don't want like like the reveal of uh, of who the um of who the uh, burnt ends killer is. Um, I don't want it to be kind of like, oh, I just plucked a random guy. I want there to be, mm-hmm. I want there to be kind of breadcrumbs to it. But like, I don't want it to be a case of like, it's not it's not like an episode of Columbo where you know who the cat is. It's a case of like, ah, right. oh, oh, yes. Now that I've seen this and I go back and read the story, I can see where he's going with that. So like, it's a bit. So like which didn't lend itself to the postcard way of doing uh, things. So, so with yeah. the, the the main protagonist, Sylvester Bloom, yeah, how much be, because these are seemed seemingly to be one shot stories within a a series. How much did you have to f- uh, feel as though you had to do substantial character development for the protagonist, as compared to Making sure you had a beginning, middle, end of a of a mystery. Uh, good question. I mean, I'd like to think that I've I've created a, a series of well-rounded characters that could, you know, that uh, that drive the plot along, and it's character-driven. But obviously, it being a detective story, it's plot-driven. But like, uh, so I mean, like, I mean, I I I would I mean I know. I know. Obviously, I know. I know everything about him and stuff. And I've, I, you know, like, uh, like, you know, not to be like. Uh, I, uh, so, like, the reason why he's a, um, a he's a a private eye, uh, taking photos of cheating housewives and stuff, is because um, he's a Spanish immigrant who wanted to take fo- uh, wildlife photos, but there was no market for it. But you know, rich people want to catch their wives having affairs so they can end marriages and stuff. So that was, that's how he fell into this job, and uh, his cousin uh, Constable Niger um, is like a straight laced police officer and stuff, and that's uh, uh, and so like, uh, but they're both both Spanish, but like they both have um, like s- certain levels of respect and regard for the community and stuff. So like, uh, so like, like, um, so like uh, in the in the beginning part of the book, uh, like. Uh, uh, like uh, Niger is like no, you need to speak uh, English in, in this. We're trying to assimilate and stuff, and like, uh, and uh, so that's like, well, you know what? These, you know, these people are, are jerks. Why, why, why should I bother and stuff? And you know, but and by the end of the, towards the end of the book, where basically the town has shown itself up to be the bunch of jerks that they are, um, uh, uh, Niger stops trying to speak English and goes. Uh, first back to Spanish so like kind of like so that's again like um, sort of you know I like to think that's some sort of character development and character motivations and like, kind of like like 
they have one motive and uh, one point of view and stuff and like they're going this way and that and then over the course of the story the story affects them as guess yeah well like if if they're you know and like so the, the town's a character too in a, in a way and stuff and like you know and you bristle and you brush off it and stuff and like you know like if you, in, in, you know like uh, and yeah so essentially i would like to think that i created a well round enough characters that the reasons why they do what they do are motivated by the plot and them reacting to the plot that leads to something else whether i've done that as up for history of the judgment and stuff but like yeah this one um i put a lot more i mean i put i put a lot of thought into most of my characters but this one i wanted to because like well i need him to make this decision but i need it to be a decision he would have made so like uh, there's no point you know so like right creating a character who would make those decisions and stuff is obviously part and parcel writing these things so like uh and, and again like one of the great things about say like uh about elementary or columbo or in theory these uh, csi series because the fact that they explain what happened to you so like you're not you you have knowledge and like oh if i knew that or i had that bit of information I could have solved this crime and that's the whole like uh, escapist fantasy of like police work and the procedures stuff like you know if i i could do that if only i had access to this fancy laboratory or if only i had access to this you know copious amounts of information and stuff like that was like say take uh sample like well a bad one would be like would be sherlock where like it's like it's like magic bullet kind of thing oh it happened off screen oh i know this and like it's not it's not you, the audience member, being a surrogate. It's like we're watching a genius do his stick, and it's like, and that can only last so far. But like the really good procedures, put basically make it so that you, the audience member, could have solved this crime if you felt, if you would given, if you had only had the inclination or had the same information as uh, the, the the main detective and stuff, and. Yeah, the, uh, the, I like this little, uh, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, in terms of like kind of like trying to make it so that they're not just block stock characters and stuff like archetypes, like, like just basically uh, vacant uh, automatons to drive the plot along. Like uh, I was watching uh, uh, Bob, uh, movie Bob, uh, uh, does a series called uh, really that good and he uh, did a breakdown of like why the first two Spider-Mans are really that good and essentially he was pointing out how like in, in the first movie like you'd get like little ca- you get like like little cameos or what characters basically like a surgeon or like a Bruce Campbell's character or basically just random uh, uh, a, a, a B and C characters like maybe not even credited in the movie and stuff but like they would deliver lines or react to some ways. Okay, so we go, oh, that's enough of a reaction. We can gleam who that person is. We can gleam some sort of personality out of that character, by the way he's, uh, by the way he reacted or the way, what he said and stuff, you know, it's like, and just like, even though like it's a tight story in which like a lot of plot is happening, I wanted to basically make it so that like enough, well, while plot was happening, like enough character beats are in there, like, oh, that's a person reacting to this, you know? So, which is, you know, essentially this is story 101, like how do you make a, a, a character um, look like a character supposed to like a, like a, a blank automaton and stuff. So like, I'm, I'm not explaining anything new here, but that's, that was basically what I was trying to do. And, you know, I know. <laughs>
I'm explaining it to you like it was some, uh, like I'm the first person to say it, you know. <laughs> What what I love about your series, what you did here on this issue, this issue, is that is that was that was that a Spanish flag kind yes. of connected to the word bubbles? Where did you get that idea? That's a great idea. So when oh, people are speaking Spanish, right. I certainly did not nick that idea of stay still and stay silent. No, I did not. <laughs> uh, this is uh, on this is a web comic called uh, Stay Silent and Stay Stay Still, Stay Silent. Uh, okay. The uh, the the oh, I think she's. Danish. Basically, she's got a YouTube channel in which she uh, talks and paints these pictures, and it's—I swear to God—it's one of the most lovely watercolor paintings pictures I've ever seen. It's just, and it's just like, oh, that's and uh, they have. She has like proper bilingual characters in it, and okay. you know that's what she uh, she put in her in her book, and in and I was like, that's a really cool trick, and like. In uh, the death of Willis, Willis Waterhouse, there was uh, one. Uh, the uh, main characters, um, uh, Chang, speaks Chinese because he's Chinese, and mm-hmm. I put like uh, like that whole like comics thing of like uh, translated from Chinese and stuff. And it's like it's a bit dull. I mean, and then where am I going to exactly put that in? The, and it's like, oh, this is a, a cool little thing. Just uh, sticking uh, the little uh, the little Spanish flag in there. That's, that's a pretty uh, dope point. Yeah, I might, I might nick that because not a lot of people. I don't see a lot of people do it. As far, as far as I can tell, it's just me and her. You know, and from here on out, it will be. I, I I'm going to do it all the time because it's it's a it's a fun little it's a fun little uh, gimmick and stuff. I don't not too sure I necessarily nailed it down uh, properly and stuff, but like uh, yeah. For those that have read issue number one. And those that are going to be reading issue number two, is there is there a meta plot here or a running theme that that people can kind of find on this? Apart from a, 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 an angry nihilism, probably not. No, um, I mean, <laughs> um, there are certain character models that I've rehashed and re- reused mm-hmm. uh, in 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 like kind of like in the background background characters. That's what I was trying to say before. Not B and C characters, the background characters. Yeah, but basically, yeah, and uh, but yes, essentially, uh, there's there's character character model sheets I've um uh, I've re uh, reused for background characters. But like, um, like it it's also it's in theory set in the same part of California, um, about a hundred years or so later than Willis Waterhouse. So like in theory, these people might be tangentially related and stuff. I just um. It's just not necessarily. I mean, I haven't, I haven't done it intentionally uh, yet. I might swing back to it. I'm, I'm not 100 sure because, like, the the third book that I'm working on uh, called Nagal Gadar is set in London, which obviously okay. is in California. And I got a couple of plot ideas. Okay, so well, I I want to uh, set in in London because you know I love my I love my home city. So and uh, like the next. The next uh, three books in the three deaths of, uh, in the thirteen shots of whiskey will be kind of I'm, I'm tangentially referring to as the the London trilogy. So like mm-hmm. um, so they will be set in in and around London, unless of course a publisher goes, oh by the way you got you, you're so awesome here, draw this for us and pay me to do it. Then I'll I'll drop I'll drop my stuff in the, in the New York minute. But you know. <laughs> Provided that doesn't happen, the next the next three books are going to be set in London. So, 
Uh, I don't think there's going to be a, a, a meta-textual re reference to, even though I, I think I'm, I might just reuse character model sheets because that's what uh, Tesco Oma does and it's like as of, so it's, you know, there's no reason why I can't or I shouldn't. So like, you know, and it would save me having to redesign like loads of background characters. Right. So you're but talking I, about, so issue, issue number three of 13 shots of whiskey is going to take place in London. London. Set in London, uh, um, called uh, Nagal Gadar, which is uh, Hindi for um, uh, it, uh, it's a uh, uh, bad word for and traitor, it's a, mm. a Hindi swear word and traitor and stuff. So, so what do you prefer as someone that kind of like that? Do you have a specific? Because I know a lot, last time we were talking about it, you just love driving horses, so that's why you had a western. Do you do you find yourself tending to prefer different geographic locations as compared to different times or for different genres? What do you seem to be swayed more towards that inspire your your stories? Um, I I'll be honest with you, I. I I, I um I don't really know. I haven't really uh I don't I'm not really good at drawing um at drawing uh like foliage and 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 trees and stuff. So I prefer to draw cities. But I I think I I think my problem with with, with foliage and stuff is because it's for some reason the problem with, with drawing fire and water and smoke is the fact that they are so nebulous. It's really hard to kind of like just stick on a pattern, mm. and it's just it it just something just kind of eludes me. But mm. I, I and I think I found a way of doing it in in three Willis Waterhouse. I quite liked that I didn't really get to didn't seem to work well in well no it didn't that same method didn't really work that well in uh, in the uh, in burnt ends. So I'm looking for a way of but yeah, I think in terms of uh, in terms of geography, I think I prefer uh, doing in cities and stuff, hmm. just because I I because it's all regimented and I I know what you know stuff looks like and so I think cities is my uh, is my prefer is my preference. Right, instead of that, as you said, instead of the nebulous designs of foliage and yeah, because it's also I mean even though it's so random and stuff, but like there's 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 still certain like. Like it's, it's so many like different ways of like because like say you look at the way say like uh like say like a, a show like uh, family guy or simpsons or bob's burgers draws a tree mm -hmm. and then you look at say the way um uh someone like uh adam uh warren or uh uh daniel warren johnson or draws a tree and then you look at the way someone like say someone like eric larson draws a tree there's so many different ways to to do it and stuff, and there's so many different like little shapes and ticks, and it's just trying to find the one that that fits right in my hand and stuff. So yeah, and it's just yeah. Well, it's like drawing. Well, it's like drawing animals. Animals look look pretty regimented, so I can once I know how to do that and drawing uh, houses, you know, it's just like uh, yeah. Right. I think I think some I, I don't I, I I don't really see. I don't see it in an envelope sort of way. I see like kind of like the minutiae and the detail and stuff. So like, so like you're, I'm focusing in on on the leaf as opposed to the tree because no one cares about the leaf. But like, so right. I'm there. 
So what are some of the things that you've learned from doing issue one of 13 shots of whiskey that you're able to then streamline your process for, for burnt ends? Um, I learned not to be afraid of um, kind of spot blacking and you know, using um, grays and stuff. And like basically, yeah. So basically learning how to craft the, because uh, uh, you know, if you look at the uh, three, uh, three deaths of it's, even though like it's kind of based on like kind of old timey kind of uh kind of westerns and stuff it can be a little sparse i was like well i need to i need to do better than that so like uh, so that's why um there's a lot more kind of uh it's a lot more kind of depth and and t- uh, color and stuff um and also one of the things that um kind of irritated me about uh about the three decibels as well again a perfect comic some of the lines are a bit on the thin side and it's like and like i'd and so i was like well i need to do something about that and i can't and so I, I went from using um uh i went from using uh raster layers on in three decibels waterhouse uh to using vector layers in this which meant that instead of having to go over the same line again and again and again and again it's just a case of draw the line and then use the uh use like the line thicken tool to basically right. but the problem with using vector layers is like it's the first time i ever done that and this page you're looking at now really kind of highlighted how much i did not know about how to use vector layers because like the the background and stuff i was using a um i was using a, a pointillism uh pen and stuff and the uh, I uh, I started using vector layers and stuff to basically improve my workflow and everything and uh, and so like uh, but like it was a, it was the learnings because like like you can't use pointillism tools on a vector layer because it doesn't because it because we then say you try to erase it and stuff it totally doesn't work and everything and so like and oh wow you know I mean? like just um as a learning curve so that's what this was this is a, this is a massive kind of learning curve going from using a different type of layer which is I mean, the reason it took a little longer is because essentially i got you know what sod this i need to i need to get uh better at this so i took a, a week off uh from drawing burnt ends and started did a um uh, and did a super goal um uh fan go, uh, uh comic in which basically i learned how to use vector layers and then i uh it's just, it was just a, it was just a learning curve and how to uh basically use um uh use vector layers and stuff and then so when i went back in to doing burnt ends and stuff it's a case of like uh um it was just um yeah in right. it improved the workflow it's like uh improve the workflow because like it like help clean up and stuff and uh do thicker lines and stuff so so i that's i i learned what i didn't like about my artwork uh presentation wise in in uh, th- uh, three shots, and then burnt ends helped me go. Ah, well, this, this, and tell them and stuff. So, like again, improve, improve the workload. Right. So, talk to us a bit about what people can expect from the from the book. Um, uh, sleaze, gore, and uh, softball. Face. <laughs> um, uh, so this is. This is a, a um, this is more adult than um uh than uh, three uh, uh three deaths. It's uh um it starts off with um uh with uh, Sylvester Bloom uh 
uh, taking uh, uh, photos of a naked uh, Melody Malik uh, to so her husband can uh, get uh, divorced. And yeah, and then uh, and then it goes to um, in which a sit in which the, the reason it's called Burnt Ends is because the uh, town of St Giles is bedeviled by a serial killer who the press have dubbed uh, Burnt End Burnt Ends killers. And there's and we mm. see him uh, kidnap and torture and then burn a, a a victim to death and then yeah it just proceeds from there okay so it's just um i just basically got my uh uh my my red roominess out of me and so yeah and it's, i've never really uh, drawn um like uh sexually explicit stuff before it's never been in my wheelhouse so i figured i'd you know give it a go and give it a go in public why not and then you know so like now i know what uh Oh, no, now I know what I do and don't like doing. Right. Now, is this is this also because it's a neo noir though? And you know, looking at the looking at the illustrations on this, is this set in a different time period? Yeah, this is set in uh, nineteen the, the tail end of the fifties, early sixties. Okay. okay. So, like, uh, like about a hundred years after three uh, three deaths of Willis Waterhouse. Okay. It was there. Was there a reason why you had it there? Since was there something specific about the storyline that had to take place in the nineteen fifties? Um, I mean, basically, it could have taken time. Uh, I mean, the uh, one of the main reasons is because I I like the I like the aesthetic of the clothes and of the vintage and everything. I I wanted to play in that area and and the idea of it kind of might be set in like the same sort of uh, place as uh, as three deaths but like like about a hundred years jump seemed like a a, a good time stamp and you know so it's like and and like the cars from that period are, are pretty cool and everything and it's just like like a and it seemed like a, a cool time to explore and uh yeah so essentially it uh it just it seemed like a, a cool idea a cool place to play and especially seems like how um like like the whole conservative idea of like prim and proper is is that period of time and given how like nobody behaves themselves in this book like the idea right. of having like a like a, like a like a like a proper prim conservative like yes where everyone's well behaved and you know everyone does teas and stuff and then while they're all you know uh running around on each other and stuff it seemed like a, uh like the contrast would have been uh amusing uh, on 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 the face of it and stuff. So and then I got to figure out how to draw Buicks, which I quite enjoyed and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> so the Buicks are kind of like the horses for you in the in, uh, yeah. in issue one. I mean, I swear to God, I I hate I hated drawing cars up until this issue, and I was like, oh oh, now I get it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, what I is it about where time. you? Right. So what is it about when you when when you when you write this? You always have protagonists that. Kind of have flawed characteristics. Is that something that you're drawn to? Yeah, I'm a I'm a kid of the nineties. So like my favorite character of all time is Deadpool. So like you know the, you know, the antihero is uh because like you know uh because like there's 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 something about the fact that like like um like you can uh, like like the bad guy who's been done wrong and you get and who then gets revenge is a uh, it's an interesting trope because, like, like, like John Wick being a really good example. Mm. I mean, that's a stone cold murderer. There's no reason why we should like him and stuff. But like, 
homie was done dirty. And then right. we watch him for a movie, Get His Revenge. And then that that kind of holds for about a mo- uh, another two and uh, another movie in a bit before he realizes, oh, now he's turned back into a douche. So we're now watching a bad guy do bad things. So like it's it's an interesting interesting dynamic and stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, uh, Willis w- uh, was a turd of a human being. Uh, I don't really think that. Um, uh, that Sylvester Bloom is a is that bad of a guy. He's just like a just uh, he just he's not he's not a good guy, but he's not not a terrible guy either. Like he's just yeah, just guy essentially he's found himself in a position where like he needs to make money, mm-hmm. and this is the position he gets himself in, and he doesn't particularly care about the people that he's uh, um, whose lives he may be ruining with his uh, with his private private, private eyeing and stuff. So right. Yeah, so I, 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 I mean, yeah. I, no one, so because no you wrote perfect, this, so, so, right. yeah. so when you when you wrote this, I'm I'm curious to the, how long did it take you? As you said, when you wrote the script out, did you have people kind of proofread it and edit it for you to say, hey, this is kind of loose ends here? And how did that work? Um, uh, basically, like with most things, I I get um. Uh, I, I get a bunch of beta re- readers to read it to make sure that everything kind of um, um, everything kind of fits and makes sense and stuff. Um, uh, did a um, my dad to write it, so I wanted by him. Um, oh, cool. like you you saying about like the Spanish flag and stuff? Like the, one of the reasons why that is in there is because like because both uh, the main character and his cousin are Spanish immigrants, and I was I was chopping changing between. Uh, them speaking both Spanish and English, which is like no one really does that and stuff. And it was just like it was just it was just a it was a bit of a tropey thing that are like uh, that was kind of placeholding. And he said, "Is there like you know do, don't do that and stuff?" And it's like, yeah, you know, it's probably best if I if I remove that trope now because I don't mm-hmm. want it to be kind of like like kind of placeholding, placeholding. Oh, it's in the final book and everything. So like, uh, uh, right. but we speak. Um, I think I'm. I mean, not to think, you know my stuff well enough that I can go like, yeah, no, this is this is how this is how it's gonna flow out. Because I'm, uh, as, especially when I show the script to people and they go, yeah, no, that's cool. Oh, I got that idea. I got you going with them, and, you know. And um, I think that's kind of good to run. Like if if this was like a long planned out project and stuff, and I was taking months and months and months to to plan it out and be meticulous and stuff, I'd probably uh well, i'd be more meticulous and have a lot more beta readers and editors and stuff but like this is meant to be like a like kind of one and done seven week kind of project so like 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 the the expediency of getting a story done well and told quickly is part of the appeal of it so like you know so yeah um essentially that's yeah i i i think i i think i'm not not to sound arrogant but i think i know my stuff enough to go like well that will work. That will work, and then and then shimmy on and stuff, and give it give people like a once over. Go, does this sound all right to you and stuff? Hmm. And then so kind of go from there. Okay. Yeah. So this is available now, right? Can people? Because I think this came out on May May second, I believe. So uh, it certainly did. Yeah. So weeks. you can get it from my. Uh, few weeks ago. Yeah. You can get it from uh, digitally from my Gumroad and okay. from uh, my Buy Small Press, which is. Uh, uh, linked and stuff, yeah. Uh, and uh, basically, uh, the digital, the physical copy will be out within like a week or so. Because uh, basically, like, um, 
I, I wanted to get this out by a certain point, and okay. uh, I the 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 proof the uh, physical uh, proof took a little bit of time to come in. I I literally only just got it um, yesterday, so oh, cool. to check through it and stuff. So, but it's um, but it's all okay. I've um, I've changed a few things and uh, I've placed the order. So in hopefully I'll have that because um. Uh, Comic Print UK, the guy who I, I go with, is pretty good on, on turnaround. So hopefully the, uh, the physical copy will be available soon. Mm. So yeah, so you can get this now, as you say. This is available now for uh, for the the PDF version of yeah. it, correct? Now and yeah, and it's a it's a great deal. You're talking about twenty three pages, uh, two pounds right now. Yeah. And, uh, so that's probably, that's, that's a really good, that's a really good price. I like so, to think it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also too, for folks that are interested, you have a really good, uh, commissions portfolio that people can find on your, on your Patreon page. Um, I and, am, and I am available. So, you know, right. And you have some really, and if people are interested in reaching out to you for headshots or looking for, as you say, half body shots on there and all the prices are on there. And the cool thing about what you put together, Marcus, is that your, your link tree has a link to your, uh, your, your, your Patreon, your commissioners, uh, uh, commissions info, your Etsy store, your Gumroad, buy small press, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff is available yeah. right there. So I feel as it make it as uh, life as easy as possible for people, you know. And, um, and so, Marcus, when is issue three going to be available? Um, in in theory, in about in about five weeks or so. so wow. Uh, 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 so basically, I've spent the last two weeks uh, doing the prep work. So I've designed the characters i've written the script i've um uh i've uh, and i've done the thumbnails and stuff i i probably should get some people to better read it actually now that you reminded me but yeah so, <laughs> so if anyone sees this and wants to beta read the uh uh read my script just uh give us a shout and i'll uh, i'll send it over your way um so yeah that should be uh out uh so i'm so i've started working on that and in theory that should be uh it should tell me about or five weeks to 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 draw the um to, to draw the comic. So nice. yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. Well, and that yeah. So speaking of stuff coming yeah. out and uh 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 on Monday, uh the uh the Kickstarter comic that me and Devin failed to launch called the Gateway. That's um, we're finally releasing that on Monday, so that okay. will be available on the uh, on the Gum Road. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. So I no you material about it, but I didn't get around to it because I'm lazy. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. Like you're, there's constantly stuff coming out from you then. This is great. Well, yeah, I, I, I want, I want this, I want this to, to be a thing where people go like, well, like know that I'm reliable and I'm dependable and go, you know, you know, so for what I, for, for what I lack in, an imagination and and originality to go well you know you tell them to draw something and they'll draw it and stuff that's there's some skill in that you know you, know, right. you can't draw a tree for uh, for toffee but like you know you'll you'll, you'll draw it you'll uh, 
uh, churn a comic out for us. Let's pay him to do that and stuff. That's that's kind of the aim, you know. Right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. So definitely, then, Marcus, you gotta you know come back on when your uh, when your you know your next titles come out. That's exciting. Cool. I'm I'm always happy to come back. All right. Perfect. Well, then again, so thank you so much, Marcus. Um, and it was once again, it's a pleasure talking to you. It's been a pleasure talking to you too, man. Thank you for the questions, and I'm hopefully I was more cons- hopefully I was more concise than I think I might have been. You know? <laughs> no, it was good. Thank <laughs> you.